It's another happy Friday here in Chicago as we wrap up a week of whiplash price behavior. Class 3 milk hit a fresh one-month high midweek only to wipe out all prior gains made in the beginning of the week. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday ended up seeing negative price behavior given the drop on block and barrel cheddar during the CME spot market trading session which is pretty wild considering that just last week, CME block and barrel weekly averages recorded the strongest gain in about 10 months. What gives, Lucas? It's certainly been quite the roller coaster in cheese markets over the past few weeks. Just as a reminder, it wasn't too long ago when blocks were down in the 140s before finding strength into June and earlier this month and climbing up into the mid-170s. As you mentioned, we lost quite a bit of that price increase over the past few days. I think a variety of things are happening. Primarily, we still have plenty of milk in the country, that's for sure, and cheese production is still quite robust. I do think exports are taking up some of this production, though, likely product that was booked a few weeks ago and prices were well below what we thought they were going to be. Looking ahead, though, I think supply and demand is struggling to find a balance right now. We know that milk will be plentiful throughout the remainder of the summer, but at the same time as the economy reopens, I think a lot of people still uh, comfortable purchasing cheese at these prices. I think I'll touch a little bit too, Alyssa, on commercial disappearance data that we got. Uh, Most recent data is from May, but shows cheese disappearance still higher versus prior year levels. We weren't quite as high as the very strong April levels. Uh, Again, as a reminder, we saw record cheese disappearance into April, but it all points to continued decent demand here that is balancing or at least helping to absorb some of this uh, steep production. Uh, Butter disappearance, just a little bit lower versus prior year, but I think uh, important to consider what we were looking at in 2020 when retail butter sales were quite strong. Only other thing to know, I think nonfat dry milk domestic disappearance uh, sinking sharply lower. Uh, I would blame that on plenty of available milk and cheap spot milk flowing in most regions of the country. It's likely that cheese plants didn't need to fortify with nonfat and foreign buyers probably able to pay up for that product, leaving domestic uh, users out in the cold. That's for sure. We did quite a bit of writing this week, Alyssa. What can you tease from our forecast report? At the very beginning of our report, we always like to show what milk production looks like from the top five key export regions. It's gotten really strong. We haven't seen this sort of incremental milk volumes since the beginning of 2018. And the U.S. is, of course, leading the charge with our massive milk volumes that we've been seeing throughout the first half of 2021. And then we also saw some strong end of season strength out of New Zealand. Something to watch out for, European milk production is also coming back. Yeah, we'll leave all of the specific details in our forecast report for our customers, but I think I will mention just U.S. milk continuing to impress. I think June growth will be comparable to April, probably decent year-over-year gains in the coming months, but What we are watching closely are these feed costs and their impact to margins and the income over feed cost calculation likely to negatively impact growth and at least curb herd size gains into Q4 and definitely into 2022. Watching those details closely. 
Other international data this week was pretty surprising. We saw a very interesting move from Fonterra. They removed 19,500 metric tons of whole milk powder from their 12-month offer volume forecast. And what they did was cite extremely strong demand off the auction platform. I'm pretty sure that's China as usual locking in inventories because they don't want to be caught short. There's still just a lot of uncertainty around logistics. And while COVID seems to be over here in the U.S., the Delta variant is still spreading in a big way throughout Asia, the Middle East, Africa. It's looking really grim. Yeah, I think we are certainly anticipating this Tuesday GDT auction to see where prices will move. Just as a reminder, the first GDT this month, last week, we saw probably the most negative price action in several trading events. So with this product removed, a keen eye will be on buyer activity to see where prices shake out as we move into late summer here in the Northern Hemisphere. That's exactly right, Lucas. It'll be interesting to see if other regions show up at this event. That does it for today. We look forward to being on next Friday to share our insights into that global dairy trade event. Hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Thank you.